Blog Talk Radio. Because, um, well, one, of course, technical difficulties on my first day back is something that I can always ensure will happen. <laughs> but I'm really excited to be back on the air and making some, some changes to the format of the show. And um, so this is a pretty exciting moment for me. As you know, the B word originally was a show that was catered toward the African-American community, helping to resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets. But after, you know, kind of going through my priorities and, you know, really looking at the things that I'm doing today, I felt like I needed to focus on areas where I was concentrating in other areas of my life. And that was with veterans and the military. So wanted to concentrate on that. So now we are focusing on advocating for veterans. And you guys have to excuse me. My dogs are here and one of them going through it. So I don't know what that issue is. So I apologize. But anyway, we're going to keep it moving. Um, So wanted to focus on veterans and advocating for veterans and really just trying to help all my service members, sisters and brothers in arms, kind of navigate, you know, all of the issues that we face. And so one of the things I think that stuck out for me was the transition aspect. Um, I know when I transitioned out and when my husband transitioned out that there were some things that we felt could have been in place, should have been in place, or things we should have known and didn't know. And so I believe that you know, that's kind of a good place to start with everything we're going to be doing. Um, I'm also going to be doing a blog. That blog can be found on my website, which is www.thebee-word.com. I believe that's it. (laughs) 
And also, if you have any suggestions or topics that you'd like me to talk about, you can always call, or not call me, but send me an email at www.yahoo. I'm sorry, www. Wait a minute, that's not an email address. Wait a minute, the email address is the B word underscore Elgarth at yahoo.com. Or is it the B? Oh my God, why don't I know my email address? I'm sorry, guys, I'll get it to you <laughs> by the end of the show. I can't remember what the email address is. That is insane. Um, I think it's the B hyphen word at Yahoo. No, I'll get it to you guys so that I just can't remember it right now. But you can send me an email on topics that you'd like to hear. Um, you can also go to my website and listen. It's streamed on the website. And um, you can also download the player actually to your cell phone um, on Android. And I think they have it for Mac as well. I'm not sure, but I definitely know it's on Android. Uh, And you can also go to iTunes and listen to the podcast that way as well if you aren't able to listen in live. So with that being said, um, we're going to take just a quick break. And I'll be right back, and we'll be talking about the many things that service members uh, need to know to transition out of the military to civilian life. Uh, I, I believe that many service members either don't know what to do, how to do it, or when to do it. They also don't properly utilize the transition programs that are in place to assist in a smooth transition. So, again, this show is going to focus on those gaps in the transition process and also ways and tips to either narrow the gap or close the gap completely. And if you are transitioning soon or even if you are not transitioning, eventually you will. And so um, if you know anybody who will be doing that soon, um, then you need to definitely let them know that this is the show that they need to listen to. So get all your veteran friends, um, your active duty friends, service members, anybody and everybody who has to do with the military on any level, who will eventually become a civilian and get them on to listen to this show. All right, so we'll take a couple of minutes. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll talk about transitioning.
Hello, and we are back, and you are listening to The B Word. And, um, again, we have really changed the format of our show. As you know, previously we were focused on um, helping resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets in the community, and we're still going to be doing those things. I just really want to focus on the veteran community because that's where my time is spent a lot lately. It's, it's focusing on veterans and their issues, being a, a veteran. Um, I feel like that's where um, I can best add value, and so that's what I want to do. So this morning, one of the things we're going to be focusing on is the military transition process, uh, trying to help veterans navigate the waters of transition, because that was, you know, an area where I saw there was a need to help veterans kind of understand what they needed to start doing when um, so that they would be prepared for when they got out because I know that a lot of service members end up finding themselves in situations where they're not ready, uh, they didn't prepare properly. So I want to help with that process. So one of uh, the tips I think that is the most important um, when you're transitioning out is to not wait until the last minute. You want to start preparing as early as possible. You don't want to wait until it's your last 30 days and you're you're about to be separated, and now is the time that you start thinking about the process. Honestly, the ideal time to begin preparing for your transition is probably about two years out, at the latest one year out. And for me... I think you can even start five years out, and I guess that depends on how long you've been in or how long your commitment is. But almost immediately, I think you need to be starting to set yourself up for the transition um, because you know that eventually your military career is going to come to an end. So why not begin as early as possible putting together a game plan where you can be successful? So um, you definitely want to start early. And one of the, I think, the biggest things that helps you in doing that, and a lot of times you can't start this particular process until you are about two years out, but the transition assistance program that's available through your particular branch or organization is something that can really begin to help put you on the path. So if if you don't have that game plan, you know, five years out, and you do wait till the two-year, one-year mark, The transition assistance program is a good place to start. And I think that service members take that for granted as a way to just kind of, you know, this is my last year in, so I'm going to use this process and time that they give me to go to the transition assistance program and kind of just chill and do what I want. You really need to be taking advantage of that process because it really can help you with career exploration, Um, help you with job search strategies. It can also help you in preparing your resume, a cover letter, prep you for interviews. So it's not something that, you know, you you necessarily want to not engage in. Not only that, it has so many other resources that you can utilize, um, experts who can help you prepare. So um, I would definitely get you guys to – Seek out the transition program in your organization so that they can help you to start preparing for the transition. 
You also want to remember that you need to determine what it is that your family your family needs and your needs are as you begin to transition. Maybe looking at the roles of the family. You know, what is it that you're going to be doing? Are you going to be the stay-at-home mom or dad? And is your spouse going to be the one that's working? Um, so those are things you kind of need to think of as well is, what are the roles we're we're going to have to um, look at in order to determine when we first transition out how things are going to go? And like I said, you definitely want to start now um, if you haven't already and begin to kind of outline your plan because, again, waiting to the last minute, you'll find that, you know, unfortunately, you're going to be behind the power curve. And that could be in reference to getting your education, that could be in reference to saving money um, and looking for a position, those type of things. So you want to position yourself to be successful. I know that um, when me and my husband first got together, and he was almost, it was almost time for him to get out. I think we had like four years um, to go. And he hadn't thought at all about his transition out of the service. And so one of the things we did with him was to immediately get him into school so that by the time he was ready to transition out, he would actually have acquired his um, college degree. And so those are the things you need to be thinking about. And because we did that, it actually positioned him to get a really good job even before he actually finally transitioned out of the military. He was able to secure employment um, and so that way, as soon as he transitioned out of the military, he was able to go right into civilian employment. And that's really how you want to do it. So um, that's the first thing. Make sure you start early. The second thing I think would be, you know, to not kind of put all your eggs in one basket. You definitely want to give yourself as many options as possible. I know I've talked to a lot of service members who believe, oh, well, since I'm doing this in the military, then I'm just going to get out and do this in the civilian world. Well, unfortunately, a lot of military specialties don't necessarily translate over so easily into a civilian occupation. So you want to be sure that you are analyzing all your skills to ensure that you have the best opportunity to go into, you know, a number of options. One of the things that I think you can take advantage of is these firms out here that exclusively recruit for military people. Um, you got the military placement firms, you have military job boards, you have the military job fairs, and, you know, don't be afraid to network with people. <clears throat> Even individuals that you may have been previously stationed with, definitely you want to connect with those people if they've already transitioned out and find out what it is that they know. You also want to get involved with these organizations that cater to military, like VFW, um, the MOAA, all these organizations that are military-centric because those are the greatest networking opportunities that would be available to you for you to get in, get to know people, and also gain those resources that are available. So you definitely want to get ready for that. 
Next, um, coming up, we're going to talk about a couple of other things that can help you with your transition. Um, a couple of those things are, you know, learning how to sell yourself, making sure you have a transition plan for your family, and, you know, don't settle. I, I know that there are a lot of um, individuals who I've spoke to before that believe, well, you know, I, I don't have any other options because I didn't prepare properly. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to settle. If you set yourself up for success prior to leaving the service, then you don't have to settle for, you know, what it is that everything that comes your way. You can actually be selective and make your decision based off of your needs and not the needs of the individuals that are seeking you. So we're going to talk about all those things. When we come back, we'll take a quick break. And uh, we'll be right back to uh, the military transition process and trying to help you um, make sure that you set yourself up for success. We'll be right back. about, you know, ensuring that you start early because you do not want to wait until the last minute to get things going. Um, That's kind of like the last thing you want to do is wait until the last minute um, to start your transition process out. So ensure that uh, you're starting early enough so that uh, you're setting yourself up the greatest amount of time for you to be able to to do what it is that you need to do. All right, so um, you also don't want to put, we also talked about not putting, you know, all your eggs in one basket and kind of handcuffing yourself to one particular career field or job um, because what we found out is that, you know, a lot of times your military specialty doesn't easily um, transition over into a military, I'm sorry, into a civilian occupation. So you got to be kind of flexible, okay? 
and, you know, kind of see what, what it is, what your skills are, and where they can best be utilized and where you can add value. The next thing you want to do is, you know, you're going to be scrutinized, okay? When, when people come out of the military and they go for civilian employment, you're definitely going to be looked at. So understand that. You have to do, you have to get into the job search process. And it opens up, you know, kind of this new area that you really never had to be um, in before where you're, you're getting scrutinized and inspected by these prospective employers to come into a job. Normally you get your assignment, you go there, and that's pretty much the end of it. And the civilian world doesn't work like that. You, you get interviewed, um, they check your background, um, they look at your education and things like that, and it's a very competitive process to be selected for a position. So you have got to um, be prepared and get, you know, be mentally prepared for that process. Um, you don't want to you know, put yourself in a position where you know, you're not ready to, to, to speak to these individuals on a level where they can understand that you, know, you do have some skills that they can utilize. So you want to think about these skills. How can you describe your military experiences for a corporate role that you've never, ever done before or never been in a position to actually do before? You have to be able to translate the skills that you had in the military for this particular role. So I'll give you an example. So, you know, if you had an organization of over 200 individuals and you train them on a piece of equipment, um, you need to think about how that could be translated into a, a corporate or in corporate terms. And if you go to these programs, these transition programs, a lot of times the individuals can help you with articulating those skills and turning them into something that a prospective employer could understand. Another good thing to do when you're doing that is, you know, find military-friendly employers. There are a lot of employers who understand and appreciate the qualities that military people bring to a, a civilian career. As well as that, you are probably likely to find um, coworkers who also formerly served in the military. And believe it or not, these individuals can mentor you. They can help your um, transition into that working environment. And, you know, kind of, it, it'll make it a lot easier for you to understand the differences between a military working environment and a corporate working environment. And you, and <laughs> that's big because anytime you go into a civilian environment, um, you need to adjust. That means you need to adjust your thinking. You need to adjust the way you talk. I don't know how many times I've spoke to individuals who are former military or recently transitioning out of the military and they still use, you know, military jargon and military time and, you know, kind of the, the, the manners, the sir or ma'am, all that type of stuff that they would do in the military, also in the corporate environment. And a lot of times that doesn't translate over well. So you have to be able to adjust and adopt 
the right body language, and the right speech so that you don't stand out and so that people are more willing to hire military individuals because they know that they're adaptable and they can adjust. Another big thing you want to do is you want to connect um, with these recruiters and headhunters, like I said, who focus on military to civilian transitions. There are a lot of organizations that specifically cater to military individuals, and they're pretty successful, and they have a high satisfaction rate among um, companies where they place military individuals. So hooking up with the people who are skilled in that particular area is a great idea to help you transition effectively. And you're going to network, 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 network is the key. Okay, you want to make sure that you are talking to as many people as you possibly can to ensure that your face gets out there, um, your job qualifications get out there, your skills get out there. Because I tell you, a lot of time with um, uh, when you're dealing with these employers, if they know you and know somebody else who knows you, a lot of times it's easier to get into the company, it's easier to get an interview, um, at least, you know, a conversation with the individual for them to even look at your resume. So make sure that you're networking as much as possible in order to be able to um, at least get in and sit down with the decision makers. And you need to have a transition plan. The biggest thing I think that becomes a culture shock with most families, especially military families, is the transition from living on a military base, you know, having all these resources at your fingertips, and then they are no longer available or um, easily obtainable once you transition out. So you don't want to necessarily always go back to your hometown. Um, You want to make sure that you are looking at the areas where your skills are most transferable. You don't want to get caught in a situation where you use your move to go back home and then there's no future there. So you really need to be cognizant of the job market at the time that you are leaving the military and where are some of the areas where you think that you need to relocate to in order to have the best um, possibilities or chances at getting a new job. Make sure as well, and if you find that civilian career prior to getting out, Maybe they pay for relocation experience, um, expenses. Uh, maybe they can move your family. Um, and that gives you, again, a lot more leeway um, and financial stability because instead of using the money for relocating, you can actually just use that money to kind of get you set up and comfortable so that your family is comfortable as well. Make sure um, as a part of all this, again, we talk about kind of civilianizing yourself and getting ready for that process, you want to make sure that your resume, your experience, and the verbiage that you used during your interview is all civilianized. All right, You want to be aware that most people who are in a hiring manager position or the decision makers do not understand military lingo. So don't expect them to be able to translate what you're saying. You have to do it for them, and you can't do that if you don't understand yourself of how your skills 
translate over. So you want to make sure that you have already learned all these things. You've used your military transition program to help you civilianize your resume, civilianize those skills, and make them transferable to the civilian workplace. So we talked about a lot of things this first half hour. Um, that is, you know, making sure you don't wait till the last minute, making sure you're focused on a number of things and not just one thing, getting ready to be looked at by the civilian world um, in a different way that you were never, ever scrutinized um, as in the military. And you also want to make sure that you are preparing your family unit for the transition process as well. And a part of doing that is making sure that you are looking at all of the relocation areas, making sure that you're um, focusing on schools and places um, where you can live and it be comfortable um, and reasonable for your family. And then you also want to make sure that you are preparing yourself, and that is your resume, being able to translate your experience and your verbiage into civilian terms so that you look um, you look like somebody that they would want to hire onto their corporate team. Okay, so we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. We're going to take a quick break so I can get some water, and then we'll continue on with the military transition process and helping you prepare for getting out of the military. We'll be right back. transition process and I'm so excited because I think this is going to be an area that will be most useful especially to individuals who um, who um, are, are recently about to transition out so we'll continue on with the next steps and that would be make sure you are in a position where you're going to sell yourself and that means you know what your strengths are. You know what your weaknesses are. Why are you getting out of the military? You know, are you retiring? Um, have you been medically discharged? Is it just your ETS? What type of work do you want to do? These are all questions that you need to know the answers to. And you don't want to be thinking about them for the first time when you're sitting down during your interview process. 
You need to start asking yourself the hard questions ahead of time and make sure that your answers are well organized, they're positive, they're concise, and genuine. You want to practice out loud. Practice with your family members. Practice with your spouse. A lot of times your spouse probably has more experience in the civilian world than you do because they probably work a civilian job. So that might be a good opportunity to try out your skills on your spouse and kind of gauge where you are in the preparation process. You want to explore all your options. Keep an open mind. Don't allow yourself to eliminate companies or locations, types of jobs, or anything like that. You want to educate yourself as much as possible on all aspects, and you want to make sure that you have looked at at least, you know, kind of peruse all the information available to you. There are so many opportunities in the corporate world. Um, and you really need to focus on what it is that you want to do in order to kind of be able to narrow down that scope. Also, if you, when you figure out what you want to do, you can search for those companies that do that, and you can narrow down the companies that you might want to work with. Are they um, former military companies? Are they, you know, are you, are you, would you be a contractor? Would you be an employee? Is it going to be a Fortune 500 company? Will it be a small company? All these things you need to start thinking about. And if you do that, if you're exploring all your options, then that will set you up for success later on because you'll have plenty other areas where you can um, begin to research and find areas where your skills can be most transferable. Also, you don't want to be modest. You don't want to be a jerk, but you don't want to be modest either. You know, you need to assume that your skill set is comparable to the job that you are trying to get. And don't assume that the interviewer understands the connection between your military experience and how that may have prepared you for the job. You need to show clear examples. You need to show your work experience and how it correlates into exactly the experience that they're looking for. And tell the interviewer that you can do the job. Tell the interviewer that you want the job and make them believe that you are a good fit for that job. Also, you don't want to settle. Ensure that you are taking the job that you want. You don't know how miserable it is to take a job, that not be the job that you want, and now you are hating life because you're in a position where you, you now have to accept the position you put yourself in. So take your time. Make sure you thoroughly investigate all your options and that you are sure that you are matching your skills to the right job. Accepting an offer for a job that you're not really excited about is definitely a surefire way to ensure you'll be repeating the whole job search process earlier than you would like to. So make sure that you're not just accepting any job, but you're accepting the job that's best for you. Make sure you're getting off on the right foot, okay? Once you've taken this new job in corporate America, because you will get a job, Make sure that you hit the ground running. Just like in the military, basically you only get one chance to get off to a great start. You only get one chance for a first impression. All right, so you want to make sure that when you start this job, you are on the road to showing them that they hired you and that they made the right choice. Your first month on the job will likely set the tone for the entire time that you are there 
at that um, at that organization. You want to come in on time or early. You want to stay late. Um, you want to be enthusiastic. Make sure you're asking questions. Volunteer for those tough jobs, those demanding assignments. Be willing and eager to get your hands dirty. You want to solve problems rather than give reasons why things can't be done. Employers like to see that you're a problem solver, that you're taking initiative. Now, I'm not telling you that you should be sucking up. That's not what this conversation is about. This conversation is about ensuring that you're setting yourself up for success and so that the employer can see that they made a good decision in hiring you. So you want to show them. And if you're enthusiastic about the job anyway, then guess what? It's it's not going to be hard for you to be excited about getting, you know, your hands dirty or getting in there um, to get the job done. That's not going to be an issue whatsoever. So uh, make sure that, uh, you know, this is a job that you want. This is a job that you like. You'll be enthusiastic, and you'll be able to perform at the level that the employer needs you to perform in. Now let's talk about uh, some of the things that you should avoid um, we've talked about all the things that you should do. Now let's talk about a couple of things that you should avoid when you are transitioning out, okay? That first thing is um, you don't want, again, to wait till the last minute to decide that, oh, okay, I'm getting out. Make this a planned process. Um, when, I, when I first decided that I was going to get out, I knew exactly when, I knew exactly what I needed to do, and I started planning on that process. So don't wait till the last minute. We've already kind of talked about that. Don't burn bridges. It's tempting. I know when you think you're getting out, you'll probably never need to see these people ever again in life. you probably never see your chain of command again. But that's not always the case. Remember, everybody will eventually get out of the surf, and that chain of command leader Maybe the hiring manager at the new position that you're trying to gain. So you never want to burn bridges. Make sure that um, you are operating in integrity, that you are always respectful, and that you do your job well so that later on down the line, when you see people that you've known before, they can always say, oh, you know what? That person was a good person. They always did what they were supposed to do. I never had any problems out of them. You know, let's go ahead and give them an opportunity. Don't leave unless your paperwork is squared away. I don't know how many times I've talked to individuals and they've gotten out and they didn't have their paperwork together. And that is make sure your DD-214 is correct and says what it needs to say. Make sure all your medical things are squared away. I don't know how many times people have gotten out, they haven't filed their medical claim, haven't even started, set it up, and have no idea of what the process is. All these things are discussed when you go through your transition program. If you don't sit down with someone in regards to this, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And I know how exciting it is to be able to, you know, when you're getting out, when you're retiring, to say, you know, I don't care about any of this stuff. I just want to get out. But trust me. You're going to look back on that and you're going to be kicking yourself because you should have taken the time 
to ensure that your paperwork was correct. You need to spend some time talking to veterans who have been recently separated. Spend some time talking to um, veterans who have not been recently separated, who have been separated for a long time, and find out some of the struggles that they face. And, again, you definitely want to start a year or two out um, when you're talking about going through your transition program so that you are setting yourself up for success. Don't ever talk to, um, to someone who doesn't have the experience that you have, okay? You never want to talk to somebody about what you're about to do and they don't have the experience in it because you got all these, you know, sideline hiring managers um, who have no clue really of what the corporate world is all about and the, and the civilian job sector is all about. You want to talk to people who you know have the knowledge and information and expertise that you need so that um, you're, not, you're not, you know, going through a lot of the um, obstacles that could be faced. You weren't preparing yourself. And finally, you do not want to leave your military position without another job or a place to live in place. Now, unless you just got it like that and you saved all your money or you won the lotto before you got out or something like that, you want to ensure that you have a way to maintain your lifestyle. Don't just get off active duty or get out and think that, oh, I've got time, because once those checks stop, it's going to be a rude awakening for you, and I don't want anybody to be in that position. Um, Make sure that you understand what your GI Bill does and how it works. A lot of people thought they could live off their GI Bill, but that's not how it works. So you want to make sure that you're knowledgeable on all these benefits that you acquired and how they work. Um, You don't want to just get out and be clueless as to, you know, what what can happen. You also want to make sure that you credit-wise have prepared yourself because a lot of times, especially nowadays, people are looking at your credit when you go to get these positions. So you want to make sure that you've kept your credit um, maintained and if you start a year or two out like I'm recommending and your credit isn't so good, you have an opportunity to get it right, okay? So, you definitely want to make sure that you have something in place so that you can continue the lifestyle. And this is all about preparation um, and ensuring that you and your family are going to be taken care of once you leave the military. And don't be scared. You know, this is not a terrible process. Um, it can be very enjoyable, actually. And, yes, it can be scary as well, you know, Getting out from um, a career where you've done for so many years and you're used to things a certain kind of way, sure, it can be scary. But if you follow these tips and use the programs that are in place, I promise you a lot of that anxiety that you would feel, you will reduce that tremendously by just, you know, making sure that, that you're doing these things that can help close the gap in the civilian Uh, from the military to civilian transition process. So um, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got something out of this conversation that we had today. I'm so excited to be back. 
Um, I'm going to be changing the website because I did make a mistake. Um, we are not going to be on every day of the week. We will now be on Mondays, I believe, starting your Monday off with important information that you can probably work through the rest of the week and get you kind of prepped. Um, I think it's the best option for me. So we'll be um, doing the B word every Monday, and I am now your personal battle buddy, and I'll be talking to you about uh, or and advocating for you for military veterans so that I can ensure that you guys have all the information you need in order to take advantage of all the services that are out there for you. So thank you so much. Make sure you tune in next Monday, um, and uh, we'll see you then.